LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, everybody, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar, and uh, I wasn't going to do one. I wasn't going to do one today because I, I just didn't feel like it. I was in a mood, man. But uh, I just want to I just want to tell you all, you know, I, I put a couple posts out on Twitter. Again, usually not very well represented, not very well supported. I have got probably a top 10 worst Twitter game or Twitter support of all time. So if you look at it, don't be surprised if you don't see much love. <clears throat> that said, I was doing some research, and I'm, I'm not going to pull it up here. Maybe I could. I don't know. But bottom line is, is that I was looking to see all the federal money that went to Elon Musk. And, I mean, he, I, he, I'll just read it to you. Forgive me for not being better prepared, but it really doesn't much matter because in the end, the numbers are less than relevant. The most important thing really comes down to you know, my statement here. Okay. I say private property is violence. Private property is why we have police. Private property is why we have domestic terror. And I said, and there are anti-war people who advocate for domestic war and it stems from private property and they ain't your friend. Okay. And so what I did was, and you know, my dear friend, Catherine, who is here, Double K, thank you so much for joining, um, you know, was asking about like small business, my family business, things like that. And when I'm talking about property, folks, we're not talking about, you know, mom and pop shops. We're not talking about people owning a toilet. We're not talking about people, you know, you know I'm going to go so far as to say not even necessarily people owning their own home, whatever. I'm talking about massive corporations where an individual like Elon Musk owns the, the means of production, owns everything, makes decisions, does whatever. And I want you to hear why that matters. Musk rarely admits or mentions that his companies benefit from government help. Tesla and SpaceX receive more than seven, seven billion in government contracts alone, and billions more in tax breaks, loans, and other subsidies and analysis by Grid found. That's just Elon Musk. But we worship these people. They're at the Super Bowl enjoying fine caviar and the top-end, top-shelf, best liquor, you name it. Everything's creme de la creme, the perfect, the best. And over and over again, regular people are left to drown in their own debt, left to drown in their own misery, and kept that way intentionally so that these guys like Elon Musk can have them at a discount while they get tons and tons and tons of free public money. And my take on this is, listen, nine-tenths of the reason why the police exist are to prevent you from messing with someone's private property. Because all of this, all of this comes back to 
mine. Greed. This is mine. You get off of it. Don't touch me. Don't touch it. It's not yours. It's mine. Okay. And if you think going way back to the days when uh, the Bundy Ranch and all the crap with the libertarians out there in the Midwest and the BLS and you know all that crap, BLM, those guys literally had no problem with damming a river. And who cares who's downstream that needs that water? So I'll run it through my property, personal, private property, property, not personal property, private property. Huge amounts of property owned by individual, literally my property. I'm going to go ahead and divert that water any old way I feel like it. Okay. Now, if somebody needed a drink of water, hypothetically, and they took it from this and they took it. Okay. Castle doctrine and all the other things libertarians live for would suddenly come into play because they're quote unquote non-aggression pack the nap which is supposed to be their guidepost for everything okay the non-aggression principle whatever you want to call it they don't have any problem with offing you with popping you with shooting you for stepping foot on their private property so when i said private property is the root of these problems it's the root of violence it's the root of why we have a police force it should not even be controversial. All that should have been happening is like, yep, yeah, you're right. It doesn't mean that I'm advocating to have your toilet taken from you or your personal savings taken from you, et cetera. I'm, I'm literally saying, hey, listen, in a fair and just world and a world that we're trying to create, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to advocate for a better tomorrow, a world where we're not all suffering except for a few people that got it going on, okay? And you look and you say, so how the fuck did Elon Musk get $7 billion in government subsidies, okay? That's his companies, but he benefited from, dude is not in any way, shape, or form humble about this. He gets all that public money free. Go back to the internet, the, the starting of the internet, the Department of Defense, the Department of Defense literally, completely, utterly created DARPAnet, DARPAnet, and ARPANET, and all that stuff. That is what is the internet today. It created TCPIP protocols. It created SNMP. It created every aspect of the internet back then. It created all that. The TCP stack was is, is a technological genius but it was created by public money it was created by public and then it was handed over to mci slash uunet who then was able to manage this and then they acted like they were born on you know they had hit a home run but they were born on third base they were given this technology they were given this framework that was paid for with government money federal money public money Why in the world should people like myself or you suffer without being able to take care of things because we lack public money? Why shouldn't companies that are subsidized by federal dollars in this way, why should they not be nationalized? Why should they not be public? Why should some oligarch own them and be able to dominate and dictate our lives? 
Why should that be? And so part of why I even do a video is because I recognize most people don't think about this stuff. And I want people to think about this stuff. I need people to think about this stuff. Because the monies given to Elon Musk were either taxpayer dollars, which it wasn't, or it's public money. Public money, okay, was uh, the thing that allowed him to become Jesus Christ superstar of the libertarian right. And ultimately, this big cat, one of the big billionaires of the world, he was able to just buy Twitter. Just, yeah, well, what the hell? Yeah, what? Well, yeah, sure, why not? And then the people that were working there, I think it was almost 50% of them fired, just let go. That's families. That's pro computer programmers. That's other, you know, engineers and things like that. People, regular people working, collecting a check. They were just fired because Elon Musk decided so. He's decided so. Why should that be? Why should he be able to get so much public money and then be able to just lay off people like crazy like that? See, private ownership gives you special privileges that, you know, just society would not be left to an individual. They would be democratically decided. They would be talked through. They would be thought about. Maybe the whole, all the workers would decide, hey, in order for us all to do well, Let's go ahead and take a dollar less and we'll make sure everyone's made whole. No, that's not how it works in Elon Musk's world. That's not how it works in this ridiculous libertarian hellscape of free markets and private property and private capital and all this other shit. They get to make all the decisions and who cares what children are left behind? Who cares who's fucked in the process? One individual, maybe a couple individuals. And everyone else, their whole lives are held in the balance while this happens. And that's fundamentally fucked up and wrong. It's fundamentally fucked up and wrong. The money that the government spent into that could have been given to workers to do things. It could have been given with stipulations that no layoffs occur. It could, any number of things. But alas, in the end, we have a tiny group of oligarchs that control the information we consume, control the food we eat, control everything about society, including who we get to see up on the stage, what media comes through, you name it, everything. And for me, that's a real problem. That's a real, I think it should be a real problem for all of us, right? Hypothetically, I'm sitting there telling you that private property, meaning private means of production, not your comb and your brush and your, your tractor that you cut your grass or whatever, or your car you're driving, but private property in terms of the means of production, I don't believe it should be. I don't think it should exist. I don't think that should be allowed. Not like that. Not where all these people end up at the edge of a chopping block because somebody's whim or somebody's profit motive decides that they should. 
everyone should decide because everybody might, like I said previously, decide, hey, let's all take a $2 haircut and shave back and trim back so everyone stays whole and not so a few succeed and others fail. I don't think that that's the right way to do this. So anyway, long story short, you look at the police. And if you understand the police, the police are there to protect those with private property, those with capital, those in the elite place. They're not there to protect the poor because they think the poor, they already know the poor are the ne'er-do-goods that would try to take from these wealthy elite. So the police are there to prevent poor from being able to, you know, take anything whatsoever. And if, if you believe in private property as a, as a whole, which is the libertarian core construct, okay, then we're fundamentally in a different place. Because ultimately, that domestic violence that occurs in the United States ends up becoming like a domestic war. Look at the police killing unarmed people today. Look at the amount of money we're blowing on police departments to quell people who are being kept down, who are literally struggling, but they're now being policed to stay in line so that these people are fine. They're left okay. No problem. No, no problem because it's their private property, of course. Right? This, this concept is decidedly not anti-war. It's decidedly not anti-war. When you are a libertarian and you are all about, you step one foot on that road, that road, that little 100-foot piece of road, I put a toll on it. To drive that 100-foot piece of road, you got to pay me $25. You don't pay me $25. I'm locked and loaded. Make sure you get the hell off my property, boy. Boy. You know what I'm saying? And so it's humorous to me when I see people try to lecture me about libertarians being anti-war, see, I was a former libertarian. I'm not a Johnny come lately that glides through and doesn't understand, but has things to say. I was one. So I understand. I, in fact, I campaigned for Ron Paul. I was a Paul bot. Okay. And so I know that Ron Paul also is the type of jackass that would take and say, hey, we don't need the federal or FEMA. We don't need FEMA to help clean up after a hurricane because that just adds to deficit spending. Hell, let's make the poor earn their welfare checks, go out there and clean up the dead off the beach. And if they have any complaints, locked and loaded. And that's not a joke. I sat back and I used to think all the creature from Jekyll Hyle stuff was real. And then I grew up. But that's a Ron Paul strong arm. That is a libertarian construct. Okay? And there are bad, bad people that give air cover to them. Disgraceful people that give air cover to that. Okay? And these are the same people within the country that believe in austerity. And if you believe anything that I've said, you know austerity is murder. So how is that peace? They're murderers. And they sanction murder. And they're for murder. They're for murder. They're okay with it because private property is the top 
of all things libertarian. So I've been spending a lot of time as someone who once was a libertarian trying to make sure people think about this because there's a disgraceful group of people, supposedly lefties, that are out there whitewashing libertarians, that are out there whitewashing this stuff. And young people are always, I'm no different. We were all pulled to Ayn Rand and the idiot stuff from the Fountainhead and from Atlas Shrugged and all the other bullshit that comes from the libertarian brain drain, the stupidity that comes from being a libertarian. And like I said, it, it's always attractive, the self, the, the, the selfishness of libertarianism was something I once was a part of. I left being a Republican, moved to libertarian, did a pass-by, drive-by with the Democratic Party, and then ended up an MMT-informed leftist, a person without a political home because there's no one that's not pushing the same exact shit. Better bedside manners, not better bedside manners. But the Libertarian Party is the extreme of capitalism. So if you are a socialist or if you are somebody who thinks that capitalism is the problem, Libertarians want more capitalism than you could ever create. It is the, the only thing they think government should be there for is to protect private property, to ensure that their contracts and their business relationships are tended to. Kind of like on a grand scale, what the United States military does for the rest of the world in NATO as it clears markets. But sure, libertarians are anti-war. Mm -hmm. Sure. So when I think about someone like Ron Paul being lauded as an anti-war god, somebody worthy of speaking to subjects like this, I think, God damn, man. How many people are going to die from state-sanctioned murder in the United States because they believe in a heavy police force making sure that anybody that sits there and messes with their private property, they've lost all rights. There's nothing. It's my, within my right, the castle doctor, I'm in my right to do whatever I want. We don't need no stinking regulations, Mr. Train that blew up. Thank you, Buddha Judge. See, the Libertarian is not a political party, although there is a libertarian political party. Libertarian is an ideology, and it's expressed throughout the Republican Party and the Democratic Party. In fact, you'll notice that in the South, the South, which wants nothing to do with unions, wants nothing to do with any of this have gone way back in history. They have always wanted to maintain the elite. And you could see it on full display in Mississippi. And you could see the cause and effect of deregulation, courtesy of Donald Trump, and further exacerbated by Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg with the latest train incident. But sure, private property. See, it is the libertarian mindset, this selfishness, this perversion that has infiltrated both Democrat and Republicans. They both 
suckle on to that libertarian strain when it comes to free markets and when it comes to the means of production. Where it gets tricky is the neoliberal order wants to structure society as well. Whereas the libertarians are like, hey, fuck you. If I don't feel like working with you, then fuck you. You don't deserve to do business with me or whatever. Okay? But see, in a country where you issue charters and you issue uh, permits and you allow people to do business within the construct of the United States or whatever country, there's a responsibility that should come with that. Yeah. We stealing Native American land. Apparently their private property rights don't matter. Exactly. This is the thing. This is so much of what we're talking about here is the most ridiculous on its face. You can see it plain as day if you open your eyes. If you step back and open your eyes, you can see what's going on. And this is the problem. Libertarians have been working tooth and nail day and night since the 50s to maximize their ability to deregulate and to absolutely amp up ownership and to downplay labor and to ensure the rich get richer and the poor stay where they are because they need them poor so that they'll work for them. But sure, if you say something about libertarians, and let me tell you something else, too. There's a group out there called Von Mises. Von Mises, Ludwig Von Mises, okay? This is a right-wing Austrian think tank, et cetera. And there's a jackass who's a straight-up Nazi named Lou Rockwell. And Lou Rockwell of the Nazi slash Von Mises slash libertarian slash whatever, these folks, if you dig into their writings, their ideology, Murray Rothbard, one of the famous libertarian voices out there, famous for advocating that parents have zero responsibility to clothe or feed their children. No joke. Since a parent has to take care of their child, they call force. So this masquerading as anti-war is not like, well, what are you doing? Where's your war march? Where's your anti-war this? Where's your... No, fuck. Understand this. When you look abroad, let's say you're one of these people that's hyper-focused on geopolitics. Let's say you don't give shit about domestic politics. And you're all about geopolitics. Okay? What doesn't take long to realize that the United States does the exact same thing to other countries when they impose sanctions. When they impose sanctions, what are they doing? That's austerity. Domestically, it's cutting off the spigot for federal spending. But around the world, when they impose sanctions, that's austerity. What are sanctions? They're war. Okay? We have been clearing markets, and, and, and I'm telling you right now, so much of the, yeah, <laughs> so much of the LOLbertarian lifestyle and, and thought process comes back to this concept of 
get government out of the way. Fuck your regulations. If kids want to work, who are you to tell them they can't work in the coal mines? And that's when you see all those children back in the day smoking a pipe at age four. Char uh, you know, coal all over their face, black lung, you name it. But hey, sure. It was all their choice. The four-year-old certainly was making an, an, an informed decision to work in the asbestos and work in this and work in coal and whatever. Hey, if we feel like if we feel like dumping our pollution in the river, this is my property. Who cares if a river runs through it and the pollution goes downstream into your cattle or into your drinking water? Who cares? My property, my rights, that's that. This is not a joke. And, and, and you know, the worst part of it is, as absurd as everything as I'm saying sounds, and it should sound absurd, but as absurd as what I'm saying is, that's what they stand for. So there's an insane amount of domestic violence because number one, these fuckers don't even understand fiat currency. So that means they think that they're stealing their hard-earned tax dollars. They don't like deficit spending because they don't understand deficit spending. They're gold bugs, okay? So they get the economics all wrong. So they impose austerity on people because they think the government shouldn't spend on anything. Let people figure it out on their own. Stop treating them like the baby, like they need a mama. Stop giving them, stop doing this stuff. When they don't realize the monopoly issuer of the fucking currency is the genesis from where business begins and ends. And so as a result of that worthless ignorance of the libertarian strain, they commit more violence on the poor than anyone. And again, do not think of libertarianism as a political party, though there is a political party. Think of it as a mindset. You saw Paul Ryan, a famous douchebag of them all, who was an Ayn Rand acolyte through and through. The Pete Peterson Foundation of all is 100% a libertarian shitball think tank. And every one of them from Pelosi on through all worship at the freaking fountain of Pete Peterson Foundation, which is all about fix the debt, the national debt, all the rest of it. These people would commit murder on a domestic level by withholding necessary services. Folks, we are not in the wild, wild west anymore where you can just drive on down the road and put a stake in the ground and say, this looks like a good place for me to build a homestead. Fuck the Indians. I'm just going to do my own thing. They didn't like that anymore. They've already killed the Indians, put them on reservations, taken their land, done everything else. No, in the current sense, we can't just do that. So we are living in a structured environment where the state has a monopoly on the currency. And the libertarian mind would like the state to have a monopoly on violence, but with them as agents of the monopoly so that they can exact the violence too if you step foot on their property. I'm really disgusted with how uneducated people are about libertarianism. I'm not coming at this as somebody who doesn't understand this. I'm coming at this as someone who was a libertarian, okay? And who is not in there anymore, who has struck my, if you look back at the film, my tape for years, I have been railing on libertarianism the entire time. 
the entire time. And people don't understand that the opposite of what I'm pushing for, which is a robust deficit spending, full employment through job guarantee creation, actual basic needs guaranteed, shelter as a right, healthcare as a right, all stemming from public money, not taxpayer dollars, none of the other bullshit, and definitely publicly owned healthcare. I don't want it in this private sector way where it's for profit. I want a nonprofit style uh, medical system that doesn't even let me see a bill. I don't even want to see a bill. I want to be able to take care of whatever is ailing my body and be well and taken care of. But alas, that's not capitalism. That's not libertarianism. That's not what they want. They want to make sure that they can jack up whatever price they want. They can make sure they can control who gets access because it's personal to them. It's private property. Private means of production. Private control. Getting to decide who lives, who dies, etc. So this is actual violence. This is not some benign ideological difference. This is murder. Okay? It used to, like, I remember, you know, way back when I was very upset with the Republican Party when I was a Republican because they kind of screwed Ron Paul way back. I don't know if you all remember. I think it was like 2012. Ron Paul had a great ground game during the uh, primaries. He learned how to game all the different um, things like Iowa, all the caucuses. He had really a masterful plan on how to take the Republican nomination. I was such a devoted Ron Paul guy. Like if you go back through my Facebook posts and you can look at all my profile pictures, you have to go back a ways. Okay. But way back, all of my pictures used to be a Ron Paul. Literally. So I'm telling you, when I started to learn economics and I understood how a fiat system worked and I stopped saying dumb things that libertarians say, when I divorced myself of the idiocy of the libertarian mindset, the self is the highest order, me, myself, and I. You don't have any control over me. You have no right to say anything. You can't stop me. I can do anything I want. I'm a sovereign citizen. Stay the fuck away from me, right? This kind of bizarre version of society is not conducive to living a quality life. Quality for one, while destitution for another is no way to run a society. If contrarians are free to country, well, let's see. I question status. Not I can't. I, I'm so I'm trying to get that one. It's a little too much for me. Law here. I'm going to see. Take this up here. First of all, Mark Collins. Liber, uh, hello, libertarianism that is anti-war is the manifestation of one faction of the gar oligarchy trying to limit another faction's currency flow. They see the MIC as having an unfair advantage to world domination. Yep. 
personal property versus private property for profit. Yes. And this is one thing, ultimate reductionist. I'm going to try and read this properly here so I can get this. Law of explosion and logic. If contrarians are free to contradict workers in the field of pharmaceuticals, molecular biologists, climate science, then I can question statements about who owns what. Hey, yes, yes, absolutely agree 100%. So anyway, just as a side, Bill Gates is the number one landowner out there. He bought up all the farmland. Now think about this, farmland, production, food, one man owns the means of production for almost all of us out there. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, think about that for a minute. Hey, man, I would love to do that too. A little bit of indica right around bedtime. You got it. <laughs> um, but if you think about this, I am of great like anger, rage inside, right? Like this feeling of like just absolute trapped, trapped in an open air cell, right? As, as you recognize that you will probably never, like never make enough money to be financially free, okay? You will probably not. The vast majority of us will probably never come close to that. And thank you so much, Kamari. Nice. Uh, uh, is that Canadian or is Canadian money spent? Are we able to get Canadian donations? <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> but I think, I think it's time. I have been saying austerity is murder now. Probably for as long as you've known me, right? My, my Twitter handle is austerity is murder. I intend to make it so that people recognize that financial, financial austerity is a weapon. It's not a tool. It's a weapon. And that weapon has been used to keep people down, to keep them with a very, very high bar to get into the next level, to get out of their station, to not be a slave. And so for me, when people don't associate domestic austerity and pushing for, you know, reducing the debt and deficit and crap like that because they're ignorant as fuck, ignorant as fuck, okay, about fiat currencies and the way federal finance works. They get into all these, well, why should you tell me what to do? Why should you? And it gets into the stupid shit we went through with masks. And all the other crap. Folks, we have a government that does not serve our needs. That does not mean that government cannot serve our needs. It means that the way the system is set up today is set up today to favor wealthy landowners, to favor capital, and to literally put a boot on anyone's neck that wasn't born into money. If you aren't given a gift, the amount of hours you would need to work to earn money to become a billionaire, you don't have in 50 lifetimes. Now, you've got to predate on someone else's surplus. You've got to suck away the money that they produced by their labor. And you've got to suck that away through passive income 
in order to capitalize. So regular people are stuck unless they won the lottery of birth or unless they've got a benevolent friend that can save them. But that's not a system of government. That's not a set of laws that protect each and every person in the country. That right there is 100% about one individual winning and many, many, many losing. Many, many, many losing. So when you're talking about trying to structure society, I know these terms are scary because we've been red scared, red baited ignorantly for shit for way beyond my lifetime. Okay. So we've got huge mountains to climb over just to change the way people think. To get them to consider that it's worth everyone winning instead of just one or two people winning really big. Instead of making it so society as a whole isn't constantly worried, dying, striving for something that they can't reach, trying to scratch an inch they can't reach. I mean, I think of the way the society is structured today like this. You're sitting at a round table and everybody's sitting there with this gourmet meal in front of them. One person has no utensils and their arms are tied behind their back. Another person has their mouth sewn shut, but they can smell it. Another person has all their teeth removed, but no puree. And so there's the steak. It's right in front of you. We're tempting you with it. We want you to want it, but you can't have it. You can't have it. And you'll wonder all the while what made that person over there so worth having all that, but you can't even take care of your basic needs. And then to hear some shit fuck tell you it's your fault for making bad decisions. Just think about what I'm saying. A society that predates on the poor and makes them feel like it's their fault and fundamentally makes all of society Worship those who with money and shame those who are struggling. That's what this private property thing is. That's what the private means of production is. That's what a society that's baked in capitalism is. And that is the libertarian way. I got mine. Fuck you. That is violence, folks. Because how does, if we got two people here, person A is starving. They have no nothing. Person B is fucking filled to the gills. Got everything, money, food, you name it. Person A over here says, I've got to eat and goes to take some of person whatever's food out of their big old storage shed. This guy over here goes, he was on my property stealing my plums, stealing my plums. And yes, we do need volunteers. I mean, there's a story in the People's History of the U.S. by Howard Zinn, where it talks about right around the Mexican-American War, how they would have huge storage sheds filled to the rim with grains and food. People didn't have money, so that food would stay in that shelter, 
and they couldn't have it. This is the libertarian way, and that is violence. That is violence, my friends. That is murder, and that is war by other means. Economic war akin to sanctions, except in this case, it's done by the haves, the winning haves, the haves that have everything that don't give you access to the basic needs because our government has abdicated in favor of private means of production instead of nationalizing needs, instead of ensuring everyone has what they need. I will tell you, it's hard to break free from a capitalist mindset. I have a master of business administration. I was trained to think like a capitalist. I have a master of science in technology and innovation. Believe me when I say this, I have a mind of a capitalist. I understand what drives capitalism. I understand what drives setting the return on investment targets. I understand what it means to reduce the cost of labor. I understand what it means to get to that sweet spot where production is no longer really a cost because it just keeps producing more and more. We're talking about economies of scale. I understand what it means to be a business owner. Okay. And I'm telling you right now that a society that allows everyone to starve unless they have a job, to fight and, and, and hope to God to find a place to call shelter, to fuck calling it a home, just a place to keep dry and warm. You got to have money. You have to have access. You have to have credit. And if you don't have those things, you won't have anything. So the beliefs, besides the social grossness of libertarians, let me explain this to you. It's, it's the weirdest thing because people confuse libertarian beliefs of anti-war or um, you know, being against the drug war and stuff like that. They confuse that as if they're really, truly against the drug war. They're really, truly against uh, actual wars. What it is, is they don't like the state having that power. They want to be able to be warlords. They want to be able to build a fortress around, and they want to be able to have as many guns as they want to be able to aim at anybody that might break through. They want to take us back to the dark ages because they want what they want. And there's absolutely no way to structure society. And it is absolutely, absolutely not anti-war. And if some schmuck goes running around yapping about if you say anything about libertarians, you're not a serious person. I say anybody that doesn't know this shit and does not understand finance and does not understand economics, but has things to say about it not being violence is a very, is a terribly unserious person, is an incredibly unserious person. Unserious people that don't understand economics, unserious people that think somehow or another that austerity-minded libertarians are somehow or another not warmongers of their own variety.
and that this creates the scenario for all other wars, then they're missing the plot, and we've got to teach better. So with that, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get out of here. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining me today. I was not planning on doing a stream. Just didn't feel it, didn't feel it. But then just watching people defend libertarians and watching people defend this concept of private property and greed and pretending it's not violence and pretending it's not murder, pretending it's not war. Bridge too far for me, folks. Bridge too far for me. So with that, let me just say, please like and subscribe to our channel. I think I got the thing here. There you go. Little animation. Like and subscribe, please. And uh, with that, I am, uh, yeah, I'm out of here. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 